This is Nathan Eve, hanging with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio, The Zone. almost where do you begin i mean i'd have to start with just brutality police brutality and what's going on you know in the urban cities and black neighborhoods because you know that's what was happening where i grew up in minneapolis there was a lot of just you know um you know just unfair treatment of of blacks in the community 
And, you know, you thought after all the marching and all the, you know, just riot, you know, and all the, you know, fighting and every, all the sacrifices that, you know, we had changed. We had, as a society, you know, people had realized, come to realize that, you know, we're all in this thing together. And so we had all, you know, bind, bind, bind together and do what we got to do evolving. And it seems like somewhere along the line, somebody didn't get that memo, you know, and it just seems like police are getting away with anything they want. You know, their laws are just their laws, not laws of the people and people who pay taxes, because that's the reality. We pay taxes just like everybody else. We go to businesses, we, we go to movie theaters, we go to grocery stores. We are a part, we are a fabric and, and, a, and a major part of this country, of the world. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's time that we stand up, you know, again, you know, because we stood up back then. It's time we do it again because it's the same thing going all over again, you know. And the, the only thing now is music isn't really supporting what's going on right now. There's no artist really stand, standing out, very few, put it that way, standing out and being the Curtis Mayfields or the James Browns or the Bob Marleys or the Bob Dylans. The list goes on and on, you know, with people who stood up and said, you know what, you know, I'm going to put my career you know, um, you know, on the line here, and I'm going to stand up for evolution and for the people, for all people. And I think that's, you know, sacrifice. You got to, it takes sacrifice to get from point A to point B if you want to evolve as a civilized nation. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm somewhat of a movie buff when I do have the time. And the things that I've seen transpire over the last couple of years, especially with this past year, past year's election, there's a movie called uh, The Purge, Election Day. And when I look at the movie and I see the things that transpired in the movie and how you had a certain government in the United States set up to systematically destroy the poor, make sure the rich mm -hmm. get richer, the poor get poor. And I kind of look at where we're at right now and said, my goodness, we're going back to the Jim Crow times where anything yeah. that's quote-unquote that's non-white is considered less than human, as you just stated, as far as police, police brutality. If I ask yeah. questions, let's shoot first. And your album is very hard-hitting and really direct and to the point, expressing the, the, the ills and woes of this country right now. What was your thought process when you went into the studio and you started working on 1969? Well, I had been, you know, obviously, you know, when, you know, um, Trayvon was murdered, um, I wrote a song about that, you know, I mean, because I just, I mean, I have a young son, I have, I have three boys, you know, but I have a young son and, it, you know, that could have been my son, it could have been my nephew, could have been my cousin, you know, I mean, and, and that kind of thing just cannot, and then Freddie Gray and the list goes on and on, you know, um, it just, those could be, that could be my family, you know, and, and Stuff like that, you know, I mean, it only takes, you know, so, something happening to, you know, the wrong, there should be no right, right or wrong person. It should, if it happens to one person, it should be wrong. But my thing is right now is writing a song about it, you know, and, and speaking out because, you know, what I've seen, because I'm very, very much aware and very, very much in the fabric of, of, of life, of the world. I, I'm, you know, I'm not one of those kind of artists that, you know, made a little money and then stepped out of the you know, on some, you know, little island or something, you know, or whatever. I'm just in it, you know, and I've been in it and I'm going to stay in it 
because my whole thing, what, what, what fuels me and what gives me inspiration is people, people around me and evolution right. in the world and seeing these things change. And just so, so, I mean, I just think what I've seen that inspired me to, to really get into this, this album the way that I did is I think a lot of people have lost touch with history. You know, they, you, you, you always hear, you know, you got to know where you came from to know where you're going. You know, you have to, it's, it's good to understand, you know, all the suffering. Because I think a lot of people just, you know, lost the plot. They forgot, you know, what happened, what Martin Luther King was, was all about. They forgot what Malcolm X was all about. They forgot what the Black Panthers was all about, you know. And, you know, I think somehow or another they've sort of turned those into cartoons or something like that. Like Rosa Parks and, you know, you know, you know artists cracking jokes about, you know people who sacrifice to give them the opportunity that they have that 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 just that just doesn't work for me you know i think you 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 have to appreciate those who went before you and sacrifice you can go on and do whatever you want you know in fact i think that you know as a culture you know just i think we have to get beyond you know painting ourselves in a corner because i i think a lot of in a lot of ways we have let hollywood you know paint us in a corner and, and make us this one sort of dimensional culture that's over there that's doing that and no 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 right. I mean if you're out in the world you realize man, our culture is extremely diverse you know it's like like my music I do rock I do funk I can do anything I want you know but the, the reality is you know the way things are the way they kind of you know you know corporations have put us in a, a box they've made it seem like you know well, if you ain't really doing this kind of music, then you ain't really black. You ain't really right. this. You ain't really down with that. That's just, that's absurd. That's, that's letting somebody else win your game. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do whatever I want, but I'm still going to speak out on anything and everything that affects me and, and, and this culture and every culture, really. Because I think we got we to gotta realize we're all in this thing together, sink or swim. If we let some clown that's running this country, you know, uh, screw everything up it's not just going to screw everything up just for one culture it's going to screw everything for, up for everybody all around the world as we so we have to stand up i mean and that's what this album is all about it's a, it's it's really a clarion call to everybody to just wake up and realize that your world is changing and if you don't get involved if you don't get into it you're going to stand around and you're going to wonder what happened after it goes down you're going to you're going to ask yourself or your kids are going to ask yourself or your grandkids where were you? You know, didn't you, did you? We were there, didn't you? Did you just stand around and watch? Or did you get involved? And I'm not going to, my kids are going to know. Anybody is going to know that I, I got involved. You know, I put it all on the line. And that's what it's really all about. We got to all put it on the line. Journalists, you know, radio hosts, listeners, you know, everybody. This is, a, this is an all hands on deck, you know, moment right now. And we have to look at it. We have to realize it. We have to understand that that is what it is, period. Without question. I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit. I remember an interview you did, oh my God, maybe it had been 20 years ago. And you expressed even then that monetary goals never meant anything to you. you your, your mindset right. and your music had always revolved around social commentary. Making mm-hmm. a statement, as you said, if you're not willing to stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. And I see in today's music where the monetary gold supersedes as far as having something today, something to say, and just accepting the quote-unquote status quo. 
it's okay to sit up here and call each other the N-word. But it's just the one that's non-African American calls you that word. You're ready to fight. I said, wait a minute. Right. You can't have you can't have them both ways. You know, you can't have your cake and ice <laughs> you can't have your ice cream your cake and ice cream. You have to really understand for something. Um, for you and, and I said if I ever had an opportunity to speak to you, I said I wanna tell you something right up front. Even in the beginning, I could never see you in a group because you were too much of your own man. And that has epitomized your career by doing your own thing as far as being so diverse, as you said, doing rock, doing a little bit of blues, doing gospel. Mm -hmm. You've always had a mixture of different kinds of music that you've Mm -hmm. been able to do. What does it mean to you to have that kind of level of freedom and expression? Were you able to sit up and come up with such a fantastic album like 1969? You know, I mean, it's 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 a well, first of all, it's a blessing and it's a gift. I mean, you know, I've 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 been I've been very 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 lucky and very gifted. You know, I mean, because to be honest, I don't ever remember learning how to play anything. <laughs> you know, and I know that sounds crazy. That sounds absolutely insane. But I've always, I mean, I never remember sitting down and going, I'm going to learn how to play the guitar. I never did. Right. It just seems like I remember I just knew how to play. And bass, I mean, bass, I just, you know, my father, and I think it has a lot to do with, you know, obviously, Gene, my dad was a musician and he's an inventor. You know, so, I mean, you know, I think I, I, I got it, you know, from him and my mother. My mother was an activist. You know, she was a strong, strong black woman who, you know, no, took no prisoners, didn't take no anything from anybody. And I've been the same way. I mean, I, I just, I don't care about money. I don't care about, you know, like, I mean, the reason why I stopped making records way back in the day is because I hated record company. And, you know, unlike Prince, Prince put Slave on his, on his face, which is great. I just said, you know, I, I went into the office and said, let me off my label. And they wouldn't do it. Right. And I said, well, I'll never record another album for you. And, I mean, I paid a price. I couldn't, I, that's when I started producing. And then, you know, I produced Joe. I said, yeah, I'll just go make money doing this. So <laughs> I produced Joe. Right. You know, had a bunch of hits and produced, you know, a bunch of different people. And, you know, but I just, you know, I just playing the game, you know, playing somebody else's game is always a hard thing for me because the reality is they got to create the rules. They, as it is now, they created the rules, all the games, everything, you know, movies, you know, uh, music, you know, everything that we're dealing with now, we're playing somebody else's game and somebody else's rules. You know, so we have to dance to whatever, you know, and that just, it gets, a, it's, that's hard for me. Because like you said, I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, as much as I love Prince and I love him and I, I, I we, people have no idea how close we, we really have worked. So, you know, um, but, you know, it's hard being in, so I never grew up and said, oh, I want to grow up and be in somebody's band. You know, I just, right. just, you know, we were in a band and we were, when we were kids, we were talking about, we were going to be like the Beatles. We're going to be bigger than the Beatles, we're gonna blah, 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 blah. You know, and so. You know, when it when things went the way that they did, and a lot of people really have no idea how it really transpired, because I realize there's a lot of people out there rewriting history, a lot of groups out there playing now, playing his music, rewriting history, saying things that just absolutely are insane. You know, they don't even know how they came to be. And I, sh- you know, I mean, I, I'm very tempted. It's hard for me not to just go, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys are out there talking about stuff you don't even know about, but... That's a whole nother story, and you know, you know, hey, let people go do their thing, and you know, I think, I think it's a beautiful thing, but I just think you, you gotta be your own person, you know, you gotta, you know, I think, you know, doing tributes as far as stuff like that is great, but I think again, you gotta play your music, 
you know, write your songs. You know, I don't mind doing tributes. Like I'm, you know, I, I mean, I got to tell you, man, I love playing some of Prince's stuff. I mean, Tattoo wrote some amazing songs. He wrote songs people haven't even heard. I mean, I got songs of his that people haven't even heard that you know that I have. You know, but you know, I'm not gonna you know put them out there. His that's his thing, and you know, I don't want to. You know, I mean, I don't know tributes, but I, I think it's good to write your music as well and make yourself, you know, um, make your statement, you know what I mean? Because we all, all of us, every single one, and you have to stand up, you gotta be counted. You know, what's what's the point? Unless you're just, it's about making some money, which is fine too, but I just, right. you know, I think that at the end of the day, you know, people will respect you a lot more and you'll respect yourself a lot more if you find out what it is that you're about and then you follow that dream. Because you're going to touch somebody. Somebody's going to go, you know what? You know, I can understand where he's coming from. You know, I really can. I can connect with, with his soul. I can connect with his spirit. I can, I can connect with the power which he is, his, you know, he's coming from. And I, I just think too few people in the position use that. And they should. Because I think people are looking to be inspired. You know, and if you are in that position and you squander it, I think that's the worst, to me, that's the worst thing you can do. That's, you know, I mean, that's one of the, part of the reason why I came back after taking such a long, you know, long hiatus, because I thought, you know what, I have a lot to offer. I mean, I'm better now as a musician and a singer and an artist than I've ever been. So I'm not going to let some, you know, some, I guess, somebody else's idea of what entertainment and artists are supposed to be about. Somebody says, well, if you don't still have like, right. you know, huggy prints around your waist and you ain't, you, you, you just didn't graduate from, you know, from high school, <laughs> then you're done. Because <laughs> I mean, I can tell you right now, anyone in the, any, anyone in the artists right now, we can take it to the stage. And believe me, <laughs> it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna, oh, man, I'm, oh, I'm gonna be fine, so. But I just, you know, I, I love music, I love entertainment, I love speaking out for, for people and for what's going on right now. And I think that that's why, you know, this album for me was the album that I needed to make right now. I think for me, that really caught me by surprise because you had been away so long. And then I know when my program director hit me up and said, hey, you know what? You know, Andre has a new album out called the stone. I said, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I said, Andre who? Andre Simone? I said, yeah, he's back. I said, wait a minute. I said, he pulled a John Lennon and went on an extended vacation and just, just kind of yeah. disappeared. And he's back. And I said, okay. All right, I'm going to sit back and wait and see what he's going to do. Because I've never known you as a person just to do one thing and not continue. No. Because every time you get in, you have to take it to another level. And now yeah. here we are yeah. with 1969. And I said, okay, the Captain America of rock and roll, <laughs> Lord have mercy. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, the prodigal brother has returned. What, what are you most proud of as far as the new album is concerned? What has you most proud of? What gives you most, more gratification more than anything else? You know, I think what's really been gratifying is the reception that I've been getting from people, just the response from the album, you know, because, you know, I mean, I don't do it, you know, obviously these days you don't do it music for money because you're not going to make a whole lot of money because it's just a different paradigm, you know, but it, it, it is what it was always for. Like when I was a kid and, you know, growing up in my mom's house, you know, um, 
you know, me and Prince would be in, and he'd be down the basement, I'd be in the attic. You know, what we would do is we would write a song and we'd play it for my family. Cause I, had a, I got a big family. And the, the reality is you play a song, you say, hey, I want, I want you guys to hear this new song. And, you know, you get everybody in, in the room, either, either in the living room or they come up to my room or down the basement, you know, wherever. And you play it. And there'd be like about 15 people in the room, right? And after the song went off, there was still 15 people in the room. You knew it was, you had something, you know, you had a good song. You know, if you played it and it was just like, you know, like three-year-olds and four-year-olds still crawling around the day, <laughs> you realize <laughs> you got to go back to the road. And that, that's, 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 that's what you do it for. And, and re really now it's kind of gone back to that, you know, it's like you write, you put an album out and people it's just a, a little instead of it being you know my family and you know my nieces and nephews crawling around it's it's people people out there who are living life who actually go you know what this dude is saying something in this or this is this is a different kind of thing he's coming from a different place it's the same thing and you know believe me back in those days we would get criticized you know i mean because my family didn't hold no punches they'd come and they'd say no nah, man we're that's supposed to be jazz. That ain't real jazz. That ain't real rock. That ain't real punk. You know, I mean, we had the critics. You know? And they had nothing like the critics. You know, people write stuff about, you know, uh, you know, different artists, different albums and things like that, different tours. And that was nothing compared to what we used to have to deal with just at the crib. You know, so it's like, oh, they said that about, oh, man, that ain't nothing. Because my brothers would be like, oh, man, you need to go back to that drawing. My sisters would be like, oh, that ain't funky. Who's going to answer that? That was the environment <laughs> that we had to work in, you know, so. Oh, my goodness. So you had to come it sounds like so I'm, It sounds like you had your own personal Apollo experience at yeah, home. Yeah, no. Yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> no, even little ones. Even, I remember one of my little nephews, man. They come up like, you know, he came up to me one time. He said, Uncle Andre, how come you got an earring in your ear? Oh, I said, I don't know, man. It's cool. I like earrings. What? Well, should I start calling you Auntie Andre? I said, you bet. But this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is the environment that, you know that makes you have to come correct with your music and everything else. I mean, you know, you, you, you realize that whatever you do, you got to be convicted. You got to be committed because, you know, somebody out there is going to always, you know, you got to be yourself because somebody else is always going to say, well, this ain't this or you ain't that or that ain't real or whatever. And as long as you know in your heart that you're doing what you want to do and you're committed to it, then I think you're, you're bulletproof and that's what it's all about. Absolutely. People that are extremely close to you not the Andre Simone but the Andre Anderson everyone that I've heard speak about they said the special kind of relationship that you had with your mother and how much mm -hmm. she played such a pivotal role as far as your upbringing and just having I say what I mean I mean what I say and that's it I wanted to know from your perspective how much did you, how much was an influence? How much of an influence was your mother with you as far as your career and having that kind of support system? You know, it was it was you know there, there's no measure. You know, there's no it, 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 it would be off the charts. You know, she was um you know all of us in our house. She was our biggest fan, but she was our biggest you know um I, I wouldn't say critic, 
but she would just make us understand that, you know, you got to do the right thing. Right. You know, I mean, so there was a lot. I mean, it's just, it was across the board. It's hard to, you know, it's really hard to measure. And then I have to say, my Prince's dad as well, you know, because, you know, we got to be really close. And his dad would give us lectures when we were growing up, when we were kids. And it was a very consistent message, you know, um, you know, because my dad was a musician as well, but he didn't right. really, you know, encourage me, you know, uh, in a musical, from a musical standpoint, you know, I, I think he might have wanted me to get into, you know, science and, you know, he wanted me to be a hockey player and all kinds of other things, but, you know, um, <laughs> but he wanted me to be an architect. I mean, there's all the things that I used to think about when I was a kid, but, right. you know. But I, but Prince's dad was always about music, and that you know, because I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna be a musician. That was it. So to hear somebody, you know, who was, who was doing it, constantly giving us lectures. So I think the combination between my mom and allowing us to, just allowing us really to be free, you know, because a lot of times we got a, we got away with being able to live a kind of a lifestyle that you know probably a lot of you know kids at our age didn't get a chance to do. My mom let us do that to a certain extent she wasn't you know she wasn't like you guys just go out she would always tell you you (laughs) she would always tell us about you know the things to look out for you know so we were constantly aware but she let us she let us she gave us free reign to 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 create to be able to you know do our music you know but she made sure that you know we had to had to be in school had to go catch that bus or with prince's case had to go catch a bus my case I had to just go out, and I was always, you know, fooling around, you know. Um, but uh, but she was on she was on our case, and, and made sure we, you know, not only you know, um, you know, let us practice and make all, but she also made sure that we understood that it was important to get an education, and it was important to to have respect for other people, not just think all about yourself, because it's easy to do. Because, you know, as, as, you know, as teenagers, I mean, when we were in my mom's house, you know, our band started getting really popular. So, you know, we, we, you know, we kind of, you know, we kind of, you know, were a little bit spoiled, you know. So, right. you know, my mom had to put us, keep us in check, you know, I mean, because we were <laughs> definitely started getting a little, little out of hand, you know, right. and, and really not really respecting, you know, and that's why I think, you know, she really came in and gave us that solid base and said, look, you guys, maybe you guys are going to be famous one day, maybe not. But if you do, you need to understand you have to have respect for people. You have to respect yourself. And you have to carry yourself, you know, in a certain way. Otherwise, you know, you're gonna, nobody's going to nobody's going to care anything about you. And right. I think that's something that, you know, I know it stuck with me and I believe it stuck with other people that were around. It's very challenging to maintain that level of balance between <clears throat> between having a, a certain level of freedom, but also having structure at the same mm-hmm. time. And I think Absolutely. that is something for everyone, not just being a musician, just being an ordinary person, ordinary people. It's very hard to maintain that kind of balance in your life. But man, you have done it. And I'm so glad to have you on here. And one of my favorite Thank songs you. on the end, oh, my pleasure. One of my favorite songs of the entire album, man. We all need something, man. Tell a tell listener <laughs> about that particular song on a new album. Well, it, yeah, it speaks kind of for itself. I mean, because it's, it's so true. I mean, you, you think about it. And, you know, when you, when you ride around, like sometimes, you know, I, I was living in New York for a while. And, uh, and I was just back there uh, doing a cake with a friend of mine. 
Um, and and we were driving through the streets and, and we were listening. Yeah, I had played uh, um, I had played Martin Luther, one of the guys in, our, in, in the group. I played. I was playing him that song, and he had said, "Man, I can see the video now." And as we were driving, I realized because we you could just see everybody, and they were all into these different things. You could tell they were this was their thing, you know, no matter what it was. And it was like, this is what they're doing to get from point A to point B. And I realized that's, that's, it, it connects and it resonates because that's true. We all need something regardless. I mean, you got people that are, you know, um, go to church, you got, and that's what gets them, you know, that's what gets them through, through the day. That's what gets them through the week. That's what gets them through the year. You got people that got to go to work, you know, and you know, some people love their job. Some people hate the job, but you know, we all need something one way or another. Some people are in love or want to be in love. You know, it goes on and on, you know. I mean, you got, then you got the negative. You got some people, you know, are involved in drugs and all kinds of negativity, you know, and all the different things. And the key is to find out what that is. You know, I mean, you know, you talk about what's going on all around the world. If you can find out what it is, what do you need? What, what can we do, you know, to give you what you need? Or to help you get what you need, so you don't feel like you need to do something negative to somebody else. Right. You know, absolutely. And it really comes down to that because that's the that's the way to look at it from kind of the way that I was talking about. We all need something, you know. I mean, and even you know some of the other songs like um, Black Lives Matter. I was sitting next to this guy who looked all jittery, and he didn't, you know, and he he, you know, I think his situation wasn't really all that great. Not. I, I was just thinking, you know, this this dude. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, I don't drink lattes, but, you know, I was having a cappuccino, you know, but it just right. didn't, you know, lyrically that doesn't quite work. I was sitting and drinking my cappuccino, <laughs> it doesn't quite work lyrically, but, you know, you get the idea, but the guy next to me was like, you know, and I was thinking, you know, you don't know what somebody else's situation is, you know, right. so what can you do? to make everybody's situation better is what, what we should be doing because then when you got that fancy car you don't have to feel like you're riding around in your fancy car and in your fancy house or whatever and somebody else ain't got a pot to piss in excuse my language you know right. and that's wrong you know you can't feel comfortable I can't feel comfortable like that you know because you know it's like you know at some point they're going to be like what well, he's got I want to get what he's got and if I go hit him upside the head that I can get that, you know, and it's just, I mean, not that it should be that way or anything like that, or that it's going to be that way, but the reality is, you know, you have to work and maybe help other people, you know, realize their dreams so they can have something, so they, you know, we all need something, you know, so you can help them get what they need, you know, uh, positively to, to get them through the night, you know, get them through that week, year, yeah. You know, the funny thing is, listening to the song, that particular song, it harkens me back to a time where uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes had a song called Me For Real. And I said, okay, mm -hmm. you know what? I said, I'm with this. We all need something. And that's what the teddy bear is here to do, to give you what you need. Yeah. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Let's get into one of the many tracks from the new album, of course, 1969, Andre Simone with... We all need something. You're in the zone of LOTO.
Conspiracy Andre Simone Of course from the new album 1969 We all need something You're in the zone of L.O.T.O. Radio Being a father Like yourself I have a son who's actually going to be what 16 this year My goodness you're talking about surviving yeah. the 80s Lauren Emmerich Oh yeah <laughs> it's, been, it's, been, it's been a trip um, I wanted to ask you Father to father when you sit down and you have conversations with your sons, what exactly do you tell them as far as expressing to them what does it mean to be a black man, a person of color in today's society to help them, I guess, get somewhat better prepared for what they have to deal with when they're out on their own? Oh, man, it's, there's so many things. I mean, it's like what I was told, you know, when I was a kid, because I think a lot of times... You know, I don't mean to get long-winded about any of this, but, but it is what it is. And it's something that I think, right. you know, we have to really address, you know, because, you know, it's crazy out there. You know, you want to think that it's not, but it is. It's crazy out there. And that's what I have to tell my sons. You know, it's like, you know, it'd be one thing if, if you could just deal with law enforcement, you know, straight up. Like, hey, listen, I got a situation. My, I got a flat tire. Or, you know, or, hey, can you tell me how to get from, you know, point A to point B, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you can't do that because you could do that and then the next thing you know, you're on the ground and they're shoving a gun in your face. And if you do one thing, you could get shot. <laughs> so, right. you know, I mean, for absolute, for asking directions or for being in a neighborhood for some reason that, you know, that somehow somebody doesn't feel like you belong in, like that should be happening in 2017. But... <laughs> Um, so I have to tell my son, you know, you got to watch out for all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, yeah, you got to be respectful. You got to respect law, you know, authority. But it's hard. It's almost hard to tell my son that when they don't respect you, because I think, you know, you have to, you know, respect has to be earned. And that's what I was taught, you know. I mean, and then the other thing I was taught, you know, obviously my parents told me, you know, when you go out there, you know, it's, it's, you, you, it's a different situation you know, than you've been here at, at home, you know, so you go out into society, once you, you know, leave our neighborhood, because, you know, I mean, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an odd sort of way, you know, where I grew up in the black neighborhood, it was a black neighborhood that was basically patrolled by police to sort of keep you in, you know, it's like, it's like an open air prison, which is kind of crazy, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's like, as long as you don't go out and try to go into any of those other neighborhoods, as soon as you go, go cross that line, because there was a definite line in our community, as soon as you cross it, you're probably going to get stopped. And then it's like, well, where are you going? It's like, why, who, who, who asked you that to want to know, you know, going where I want to go? You know, so it's hard for me to not say stuff like that. So I have to teach my son, don't say stuff that I would say. <laughs> don't say, are you my mama? I don't, you don't look nothing like my mama. Or my daddy, or my auntie, or nobody I know. So why are you asking me anything? Why don't you get in? You know, it's hard for me not to tell my son, don't say the things. Because I said that, and I wound up, you know, you know, I wound up in a situation a few times, you know. Because I, I just, it's hard for me to really give respect to somebody who hasn't earned it, you know, based on what I've seen. You know, now, when I see, you know, something different, then they got all the respect because, you know, I know it's not an easy job being a police officer. You know, but you have to tell your son, and I've had to tell my son, look, you know, on, on so many occasions that there's a lot of things you got to watch out for, you know, as far as just being out in the world. 
You know, I mean, as hard as it is, especially especially now, because we've, we've devolved instead of evolved. So now, for some reason, and I don't know what it is, you know, for some reason, it seems like society, those who are in control of, of police and law enforcement, feel like somehow or another there's a segment of the population that can just be absolutely disrespected and nothing will happen. There's no consequence, you know? I mean, and that's, that's really, that's, that's frightening. That's frightening because, you know, it, it, I just know that that's the kind of thing that cannot be sustained. At some point, all hell is going to break loose, right. you know? Because, and it, and it is, I mean, that's why you got, I'm speaking up now because I got to tell my son, because I'll tell you one thing, if anything ever happens to any one of my sons, it's done. I don't care anything about music. I don't care anything about anything. It's wartime for me, period. You know, so it's like, you know, I, you know, believe me, I don't care nothing about nothing. You, I will become the absolute revolutionary, <laughs> you know, I mean, the only thing that my guitar will be for will be for a whole nother thing. So I tell my friends, you don't want to be there. I'm, let me go there. Let me do that. But, you know, let's just, why don't you just, you know, fo- try to follow as much as you can. Be respectful to others. Gain the respect that you want to have, you know, and, you know, hopefully it'll be reciprocal. Without question, you know, I hear a lot of people say, you know, it's very challenging. It's very difficult being a law enforcement or being in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I said, I concur, but it's also difficult and challenging being a parent because we yeah, have to monitor is. and have the safety and welfare of our children, knowing that once my child or my children walk out that front door, every minute I'm concerned not what's taking yeah. place in the neighborhood, but I'm concerned if my child is going to be stopped and pulled over. My law yeah. enforcement, wondering if yeah. they're going to make it back home safely. But you are a connoisseur of history, and you know just as well as I do. This is not something that has happened overnight. We can go all the way back to history to the Roman Empire, to mm-hmm. the rise of the neo-Nazi. We can go all the way back to Joseph Stalin. It has always been that kind of mentality that anyone is quote-unquote, that is not quote-unquote white, has always been looked upon less than human. The only thing different now in this country, there's always been a scab that's been there, but we've used a band-aid to cover it. Now the band-aid is off the scab and it's been revealed to everyone. At the end of the day, what do you want this album to reflect and let people know what it represents in its totality? I want it to represent a wake-up call. You know, I mean, I I really, you know, I want it to represent a wake-up call for people to if somebody can listen to this album, and because there's a lot of things in every, pretty much in every song that you know is on there, that's that's a message. You know, I mean, um, the song 19, that the title of the album 1969 is about. It's like you know, it's a broken record. I don't know if you hear that sound, but that's the sound of a broken record, literally. Right. Playing and skipping and playing and skipping, and then the first newscast of a black unarmed black man being shot is is supposed to be said. You know, basically now, and then the other one was said, you know, back in the 60s, back in 1969. So it's just, it's just repeating itself. It's just, and this has got to stop. And so that's my message, the overall message for this album is, it's a wake-up call. And I want people to realize, look, you got to start paying attention to what's going on. 
you got to get involved. You can't just, you know, you got to vote. You know, no, voting matters. Question. Getting involved matters. A lot of people think, and, and they want you to think that because then they win. Then they can control you. We could, I mean, if we really would have had things together when Barack Obama was president, he could have brought situations and said, listen, listen, this is, what you, this is what we need to do for this. Here's a whole package. Let me give you a, you know, here's, here's a, this is our package right here. We need this right here. You know, like everybody else, everybody came, in, came through the door and then they had their perspective. You know, this is what we want. We want this for that. We want that for this. And, you know, and a lot of times when, when that's the only thing that comes through your door, you know, then you go with it. But, you know, if, if somebody doesn't put, take the time to put a package together and present it to those in power, then nothing ever changes. And so you got to make those, you got to get in, you got to do the nuts and bolts, you got to do the work, you got to do the research, and you got to believe that you can make change happen because you can. You know, obviously you can. You know, with all the different things that we've been through, if we, if we shouldn't realize any through this evolutionary process, change can happen. We have to get involved. Without question, I feel like if we uh, took that necessary active involvement that we should have taken during the voting election process, we wouldn't have the giant peach in office right now. Yeah. But you know, that's, that's, that's neither here. <laughs> As neither here nor there. But I want all listeners to remember you can purchase the album. The album is available right now on iTunes, Amazon, and also let your fingers do the walking. Stop by andresimone.bandcamp.com. You can also purchase it, purchase the album, and also be sure to purchase the 2014 album, The Stone. Brother, it has been a long, it's been a long process, man. But like they say, great things come. To those who wait, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, joining us today and all the many listeners. And oh, one more thing, man. I'm going to tell you something. I, I never repeated this. I never, a friend of mine, we had this bet. This was when I was still living in Los Angeles about 20 some odd years ago, man. Mm-hmm. And we grew up man, just loving the whole concept, man, of just you, friends, Dez, Bobby, Matt, it just was a beautiful experience. And I remember telling my friend during that time, I said, I bet you, I said, the first person that leaves the group is going to be Andre. He said, well, why do you say that? I said, I said, I guarantee you. He said, well, why do you say that? I said, because number one, I said, in a lot of ways, him and Print are alike. They're both strong-headed. They're both opinionated. And I said, they, 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 they bounce to the beat of their own drum. So when Dirty Mind came and gone and I heard you left, I said, I knew that was going to happen. But you know what, man? I'm glad you did because you're your own person. You have your own vision. And I'm so pleased that you are back making great music. Um, I've had an opportunity to see you perform a few times in Los Angeles recently. You know, the teddy bear keeps in the back and saying, man, mm-hmm. you're beautiful, man. Uh, it's, it, it does my heart good, man, to see you doing your thing. And, man, much continued success and whatever you need. Do not hesitate to let us know. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I want to come there. I mean, well, if you know some spots, let me know and um, I will be there. Just let, hey, man, we got some spots down here, man. And you would definitely pack the house, man. And, and hey, well, all the ribs that you can eat. Lord, <laughs> I love ribs. <laughs> I'm doing that. This Saturday, I'm cooking up some ribs. So, you know, yeah. 
Man, this good. We will definitely make it happen, man. Much continued success on your journey, okay? Thank you so much. You too. You take care. Yeah, all right. God bless the legendary Andre Simone here in the zone of LOTO Radio. Man. <laughs> and remember, family, once again, the new album, 1969, is available on iTunes. also on andresimone.bandcamp.com. But for those who can live a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to Amazon.com. And while you're there on iTunes, be sure to pick up his 2014 The Stone. And also to keep the comings and goings as far as upcoming tour dates, Stop by Andre's official website. That's at andresimone.com. Also on Twitter at Andre Simone. On Instagram, that's at Instagram.com forward slash A Simone. And also last but certainly not least on Facebook. That's at Facebook.com forward slash Andre Simone 2012. Well, I got you here. You know, comfy and cozy like one of this blanket. Let's get lost in some more. Of the latest from Andre Simone, the title track, 
make that winning choice.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.